Hey, hey, everybody. It's Tim Gillette back with another Tim Gillette show. Today's guest is a actually a, a close uh, friend of mine and um, uh, a close friend of mine. And I just got a text from somebody else, by the way, as we were just talking about that for in camera. <laughs> People know that I'm going to do a show, but yet they text me during the show. Yeah. Okay. Gotta love that. Um, anyway, so today's, today's guest is a friend of mine, a, you know, someone who's been in my mastermind for two years now and is someone that some of you may know. All right. She's a little famous, just a little. All right. And that's because she is really good at her craft. Terry Harden has, I met Terry Harden through our friend, Craig Duswalt, who then came to my blog and video con, got in my mastermind, and we've gotten to know each other just a little bit, uh, a little bit closer since then, and uh, got to tap into each other's lives, and um, she's willing to play the game with me today, so what she's going to find out what the game consists of at the end of this broadcast, but anyway, I'm going to bring her on, we're going to have a quick conversation, and just see where this may go today, let's see here. Hey, Terry, how you doing? Good morning. (laughs) So um, I noticed that like, you know, we were had, we were going to do this yesterday. And then of course, you know what I mean? Life happens when you plan things, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I am used to being able to, we have really good internet here. And now because of COVID-19, everybody is using the internet. And I thought when I scheduled with you, it would be more of a lull and it just blew kept blowing me out on off the system. And so uh, we were all, we were down for a while yesterday. And then my husband, of course, with all his magic, got me back up for today. Thank goodness, because today is a wild and crazy day. This is wild and crazy Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I mean? And, and uh, today is the long day for me because I start doing broadcasts as early as in the morning. And then I finish out the day with our mastermind meeting. Uh, you know, it, and it's a long day of doing broadcasts for me. So um, so crazy. Yeah, know? it is. It's really crazy. And today, me too, up early. Uh, I am also, uh, someone who is very involved in cachet making and they have a huge contest and I had to get the package in the mail and I had to make sure I had all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, so it's, it's life. Plus make sure your mask is on and make sure you're six feet away and make sure people are paying attention and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to still keep doing that? Oh, I thought it changed. <laughs> You're Texas, so I'm in California. California is anal. <laughs> you pretty much have to wear a mask in your car. Uh, oh, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in Texas, we're still going out for coffee, uh, you know. We continue to say it only takes two, but uh, but luckily it looks like we finally, in our area, we finally woke up and... and um, it's been challenging for me because I have not been able to go out. I, I was sick, not with COVID or at least they don't know. Nobody knows. You know, if we talk about COVID-19, the, uh, the bottom line is nobody knows what the symptoms are truly because they keep changing. So there's a very good chance my husband and I may have had it, but now that we're out of it, we can't be tested. So forget it, you know? So yeah. we're like, okay. <laughs> oh, and, and yeah, it's, it's 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 unique to hear all the stories that are going on with it. All right, and like you know, and and like I guess today there was some sort of protest in Michigan to the stay at home law, and like it's getting crazy out there, people. Anyway, and I predicted if you watch my former prediction video, I predicted it was going to get crazy. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you stay. One thing that's there's simple. There's a couple of pluses yeah. about this. For one thing, you always find the people at home now. Oh, they yeah. cannot say, I'm sorry, I was out. <laughs> it's very, very true is uh, people are at home. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you actually want to get the person who actually uh, owes you money, they're at home now. Just, just yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> by and visit. Uh, so you got that. You have that. And then if you happen to be someone who has true love as I do, the one you love in life is with you at home. And it's been absolutely, for us, a test drive towards retirement because we're both 63, my husband and I. And so we've been doing the retirement practice and it's just been lovely, except for we want to travel more, Mm -hmm. but it's just been, it's been great. It's been, it's been nice to have him home. I I feel really, really uh, blessed that he's home, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know what I mean? And now, you know, he's got an interesting job as too, as well. Is he able to work while at home? Because you you normally work from home like me, but is he able to do 
Well, what happened, and if I can tell you and all your wonderful uh, listeners out there and viewers out there, what happened is I gave my husband, my husband's birthday was February 21st. And on the 23rd, I gave him a coastal train trip mm-hmm. via Amtrak to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So we left to Seattle on the 23rd of February and we got back on the 25th, 26th. And on the 27th, they announced Seattle had been contaminated. Wow. So we think we may have uh, caught a strain of it, but we, they kept telling you no runny nose, no runny nose. In any case, when we came back, we were sick. And uh, we isolated immediately because I have elderly parents and because I did not want to be typhoid married to my friends and family. So I automatically isolated. And this illness took a month to get gone. I'm never sick. Wow. For this long, and it took a month to get to get rid of it. And so they're saying now it probably was, but they really don't know. So we've been isolated for a month. So to answer your question, my husband has a cough still. And before they made people work at home, they would not let him back in. He felt really good after about two weeks. And he said, I'll come back and work. And they went, no, you're not really. You're not. We're not going to bring you and your cough into our offices and he works nights. So automatically they put him on um, a schedule to get disability and he's on disability till May 1st. Mm. That they Mm. will not work, do anything right now. He's just on a forced disability until May 1st. And then May 1st, if the doctor clears him, he can either come back to work if that's allowed. Our governor now is saying it's gonna be May 15th. So, you know, we're just doing it once. So to answer your question, he is working at home, but he's he's doing most of his. He is a filmmaker and an Academy uh, Emmy Award winning um, mm-hmm. editor and filmmaker. And so lucky me, he's working on my films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working on my stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, you know, you and I have got to know each other over the past two years. And, you know, I mean, I've discovered your artistic uh uh so to say your artistic life you're just artistic <laughs> i think in every way possible um but you know a lot of people have now discovered you on on watching facebook lives and watching you know what i mean live live streaming and creating content what is the thing that your clients love to see you create on camera most they love well i have a disney i'm a disney imagineer Mm-hmm. Among other things, Disney's one of my clients. And I am what what many of, of your viewers, if they don't know me already, will f- soon realize that I have no catalytic converter on my mouth. Sorry. So if I say it, it's not to offend y'all, but I just speak my mind. And I think that's number one, what they like, what I do. And then the second thing is they like to see me create uh, Disney art. Mm-hmm. And then they love to hear uh, my stories. So mm-hmm. one of the most popular stories is... Uh, Rose in a Weed Patch, which is a story my father told me. I'm I'm mixed races. <laughs> Could you tell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm half black, half white. And my black father told me a story as a 12-year-old that uh, that changed my life. And so a lot of people want me to tell that story over and over again. And then they also want to hear the stories of my life because I've been in a lot of films and television. One of the films that's very, very popular with many people is Ghostbusters, where I played the terror dog that Sigourney Weaver turns into and I'm in the refrigerator. And then I also help build and perform the marshmallow man. So I just recently uh, was, was reached out to by a guy who makes trading cards. And now there's a trading card of me uh, about to go. (laughs) Wow. Which is kind of, is kind of funny. You know, it's just, it's really sweet and wonderful. It's a great movie. And to think that a movie that I shot in 1984 is still super, super popular, is very touching. Really, wow. it's great that I was a part of, yeah. Uh, you didn't have any part of the of the, the the newest one of the Ghostbusters like a couple months ago or a couple years ago, did you? Yeah, my agent and I tried to get us in this latest one because it's going back into practical effects and stuff. And uh, we're not, she, she just kept hitting, 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 hitting and pitching, but we never heard anything. So we don't know what their attitude is, was, will be. All you can do is just say, she was in it. She was in it. She'd love to do some sort of 
cameo or some sort of character. We're not sure how much is computer generated and mm -hmm. how much is actual practical puppets. Back in 84, I was inside a giant dog and moving the dog physically around with my body. Mm -hmm. And so now a lot of that stuff can be computer generated. So we don't know how much is what. But the good news is whenever a Ghostbusters comes out, mine, the original, gets a boost. And mm -hmm. people go back to see, well, I like this one or I didn't like this one. Let me see the original. And mm -hmm. man, bam. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> well, with everything going into the digital space, are you're more of a of a uh, like a sculptor or a, or a you know a, like a puppet maker, aren't you? Right now, there's so many things that for an artist you want to do. I I always when people tell me they're bored, I'm like, give me your hours because I have a million things that I could be doing and can be doing. So the difference between my performing is I haven't done a lot of recent films lately. Mm -hmm. I did last year do a um, show. Uh, I became a judge on the Food Network. I've done that for a few years. And it's kind of funny that that's popped up in my, now, it, now it's me instead of me puppet, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what I tell people is you've got YouTube and what you've taught me, Tim, is that you've got YouTube, you've got Facebook, you've got video possibilities. So um, I'm putting together a little puppet show type thing that I want to do because I've always wanted to do a puppet show. I'll just, I'll just make one. Why should I wait for someone else to hire me when you can just do it, you know, um, with the Screen Actors Guild, which is the guild that our uh, actors and performers are with, I am fortunate enough to have a pension. So with them, I'm technically quote unquote retired. I've mm -hmm. been retired since 60, I'm 63 now. So I'm pretty set, I'm pretty good. It's not oodles, mm -hmm. but it's enough for me to do the creative stuff that I wanted to do after, after 60. And then I do a lot of voices. So right now um, I was about to cut a new demo reel because Blizzard, which is a video game company, is really asking me if I will audition, but I have to have my eyes dotted and my T's crossed. And then of course, all of this happens. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's kind of a hurry up and wait thing, but that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So um, in doing it, all right, and, and, and being the retired, but still wanting to get out there, all right, you know, you, you, you've never lost your creative edge. You just still want to create. Is that like that desire never went away? Never. And here's the thing. Um, I want to help other people achieve what I have because uh, a fan, a very, I, I have a pretty good following. And one of my up old super fans decided to do a chronology of my life. And it's 20 pages long. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I look at it and go, who is this girl? And I'm just like, <laughs> is that really me? So, so some of the, you know, I've done a lot. And so I want people to understand that I hit a lot of adversity too. I was not at the mercy of um, internet or social media bullying, but I was bullied a lot. And so how do you rise above this and just do what you're going to do? And, and nowadays I think what's different is that you have to really fight for the dream. You can't just dream. You have to fight for it. I had to fight for it back then. But I think everybody just has to fight for it because there's a lot of haters out there. And now they have venues that all they have to do, they don't even need to show their faces when they're hating on you. They just yeah. do it. And I say ignore those folks because that's pretty chicken. And uh, and just keep going forward because if you feel you can do it inside your body and your soul, you got to fight for it. You can't let other people dictate your life, you know. And you can't have a fear of social media, which is me. I've had that huge fear and then um, connected with uh, a mutual friend of ours, but then connected with you. And I have to say that training with you has been very, very uh, exciting and wonderful because you help my, and I hate to say simple mind, but I'm an old dog and I'm used to face-to-face. -to -face. Mm -hmm. The internet is always an enigma to me and it ruins, honestly ruins my flow. So it becomes a necessary evil, but you've made it less evil. My Facebook live is better because uh, you taught me how to turn my phone. 
Uh, yeah, she's told this from my stage a few times, but I mean, it's I think we should share it with you. I think we should share it on the podcast so they get it. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know how they say, and you said it too. If you want to do a Facebook Live, just do it. Yeah. And I had done it for years, but I couldn't get my vertical image to go horizontal and I wanted it horizontal. And I kept, I was frustrated. I looked and looked and then you just showed me <laughs> how to turn it. And then I just, I just laughed. I just, I said, yeah, this is the guy for me. He sits and waits and says, okay, let me, let me show you the base. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you don't know how many people, you know what I mean? It's the simplest little things that I've got to tell them to do. And they're like, Oh, Okay. Uh, and I'm like, trust me, I get it. I was the dumb kid for years. And it's like, I had to wait till I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, that's how you do that. Okay. Yeah. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. And I love to share it with people when I make mistakes because mistakes are happy accidents in my mm -hmm. opinion. And, and it just, I mean, my first Facebook live, when people say, I, I, I don't know how to do it. I'm nervous, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, try and find my first one because my first one, again, I was, I shot horizontal, but it ended up being vertical. And so I tell people to turn their phone because the whole show was like this. <laughs> and so, But I did it anyway. And uh, everybody laughs at it. They just get a get big kick out of it. So no, you know, don't, you get, don't get too much in your head. You, yeah, yeah. you can do this. You didn't see it, but like way before you knew me, um, I had a, a couple that we know mutually uh, from Florida at speaking at one of my events. And he was talking about doing YouTube videos. And he literally went and found like one of my original videos that is like, you know, me going, uh, yeah, so I'm out in the woods here today doing a video for you guys. And I'm like, oh, my God, he put on the screen at my event and I'm in the back table going, <laughs> don't show that. Uh, I, I love that. I, I love that. This has been a year of people sending me pictures of myself as a young person and my hair went all directions as a young person. So, so every so yeah, often it goes up and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's my just, hair went everywhere when I was younger. Yeah. Just like, so dreadlocks came and I was like, thank God, you know, someone the other day said, are you ever going to undo those? I said, hell no. No. <laughs> I mean, I can just change how I wear them by changing how they tie up and stuff. So for me as an artist, the less time spent styling my hair I'm working on, and I'm not much for makeup either. I'm really about the art and, uh, you know, artists, well, artists don't want to poop, pee, eat, or sleep. So this is just the way we are. They don't. Uh, they just they just want to be themselves. Yep. Tell just want to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Terry, as an artist now, uh, you know, I mean, I've had, I have a friend here in the Dallas area that once said this to me and I want your opinion on it as an artist. Okay. He, he said, uh, you know I mean? I just want to create the art I want and I wish people would buy it from me. And like you actually have art that people want. What's, well, what's now let's ask you about what's this. The, what's the difference he needs to do? This, this, if you're this person, are you creating the art you want and then sitting in the corner going, God, I wish they would call. I wish they would buy. I mean, we know in today's world, if you're under a bush, you remain under a bush unless you say something. Turn mm -hmm. a light on at least. But, uh, but what I found out was that first, especially I, I trained. I was classically trained. I went through all of the figure drawing all of the design things I had to do. And a lot of the subjects were awful, mm -hmm. but I learned to do what the teacher taught me, even though I may hate it just so that my body and muscle and bones could understand where the teacher instructor mm -hmm. was coming from. Then when you're done, ignore him and do whatever you want. You'll find that if you're ignoring him, you will bring in certain things that they taught you and you didn't realize actually went into your head. But if you just give over to the teacher for the first part of it, I teach pumpkin sculpting and I ask people to do a face. And I say, the reason I'm going to do this is because I want you to get the feel of the eyes, the nose and mouth of what we're doing. You can pick any kind of face, dog, cat, whatever, but do a face. Many will go, no, no, no. I want to do Disney or I want to, and I'll help you. Mm -hmm. But if you give over to the face, your first one will always be a success and your second, and it's just a way for me, for you to understand the concept I'm trying to convey in an easier way. But you're going to get people like artists. My mother was the same way. There was a time when every artist was painting candles. I was a little girl and everyone was painting glowing candles. 
And my mother is a, is a really good watercolor artist. And she said, no, nah, I don't want to paint candles. And my dad was like, you want to eat? And my mom was like, I, not if I have to paint candles. I, I'm not, no, I want to paint what I want to paint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I want people to buy it. The problem is your consumer was saying, I ain't interested in what you're doing. I want candles. Mm -hmm. So you have two brains. You have to do the brain. For me, it's Disney. I would honestly adore not to have to always do a lot of Disney art, but my collectors are getting garbage mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I can't let them be stuck getting another mug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many freaking mugs does a person need? We don't need a shelf full of mugs. Well, maybe some of you do, but the point is, is that, What's happening with Disney is a lot of their stuff that's coming out isn't quality. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I go, you guys are you guys are missing the boat. So I'm forced to do quality Disney art. So my latest piece, and I was going to show it, and you actually even bought one, is this little guy. This is Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And I did it to celebrate. And I'm going to just spin him. He's my first kinetic sculpture wow. he spins around. And uh, and. This came because collectors, I just asked collectors, what do you want? And they all wanted Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. I also do tours of Paris and the people who went with me got this little Remy with his little baguette. This is made out of a resin. Mm -hmm. So I'll sculpt for food. I won't lie to you. I'll sculpt for food. But what I really want to do this year is something that comes from my head, which could be very scary. But... <laughs> But I want to do my own art as well. And so I think one of the things you've also taught me is balance, is mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. take a breath. And 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 because as an artist, you want to do every, I do. I want to do everything. Yeah. And uh, this year, my husband gave me a glass blowing, the pipe and spin kind of, and I fell absolutely in love with that. Yeah. And my husband says, I've got to be careful showing you something because you always want to go do it again. And he's right. I do. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do it again. I want to. Yeah. But I did realize what, what, what I think you've taught me is that you pick three things. And if it doesn't fall in those three uh, little boxes mm -hmm. that it can wait till later in the year or till the following year. Yeah. And that was really fun. But this year is all about getting my social media up and running and anytime squirrel, I want to, I have to watch out for that too, because it's the most difficult, challenging thing for me mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that I've ever done because based on my age, I mean, when you go to my website, you're going to say it's not quite up there yet. And that's simply because it's not finished. I'm one wheel down, three wheels up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but, uh, but I just am patient with myself, be patient with yourself and do what you can do a little bit every day and don't try to eat i think it's called eat that frog just eat a toe or two don't eat the entire right. frog every day <laughs> wait wait we're having frogs legs today oh no. yeah exactly <laughs> just go easy you know just go easy <laughs> but i can't i want to do everything and i want to be super fast at it and i want to be good at it but i have to step back and take a breath otherwise there is that artist anxiety that happens that you feel that you're not doing oh. enough let me put this up there. So Mike Yoder wants to know where to go buy one of those. Uh, Oswald? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any Oswalds left? I have eight. It's a eight limited Oswalds edition left. of 50. And uh, you can go to my Square store, which uh, I guess we should post later because I can't really. It's a long thread. Yeah. Uh, but, we're going to put it in the comments you later. Can, you. Um, you can find me on Facebook and write to me. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then I will very, very happily tell you how much he is and how you can get one. And, uh, and yeah, he's, he's, he's lovely. And then, and then, but this, all this Disney stuff mm -hmm. is because the collectors who have taken such good care of me, all of you guys that love Disney have taken such good care of me that I will not abandon you because I want to do my stuff and I want my stuff to sell. I yeah. will be working on my stuff. But until Disney starts to do quality merchandise, I I'm compelled to to keep doing that. So, well, well, let's ask you about that because there's a lot of people come in and go. You know, what I mean, um, you know, how how can you create it or quit create art or create sculptures of someone else's 
product. Are you, are you licensed to do Disney stuff or how no. does that work? And this is the thing that's the short answer is no, I'm not. And this is a fine line that you're walking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a fine line. And uh, I'm a Disney Imagineer. I have been one for over 30 years. Uh, my status as an Imagineer has changed, meaning that I'm no longer an employee, but I am someone that they bring in when they're up against time constraints because I'm really fast at what I do. And so uh, I've created the dragon under the castle in Paris. That's mine, the dragon's lair. That entire attraction is the one I did for Imagineering. And a lot of it was sculpted in foam and I'm really fast. So like, for example, Star Wars Land or Shanghai, when they're up against it, they'll call me up and they'll say, Terry, will you come and help us get back on schedule? Mm -hmm. And then they'll kick me out. So we call it the come here, come here, get away, get away, Imagineer. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and that's perfect for me because I have my own company. And when Disney wanted to rehire me, they wanted me to dissolve my company. And I didn't want to do that. So I said, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And that's basically remain calm. Don't don't get angry with them. They're a huge company. So to come back to your question, and I will, I wanted to show you here. I'll show you this guy. I shouldn't really show you this guy because he sold out. But uh, but when I do a sculpture of a two-dimensional character, it is my interpretation of said character. Mm -hmm. And my addition is small enough. Disney doesn't necessarily doesn't mean they wouldn't, but Disney doesn't necessarily want to fight me, especially if it's on model like this little stitch guy right here. Mm -hmm. it, I also don't copy from uh, any scene in the movie. I basically study the character and then do my own interpretation of what that character might be doing that's different. Why? Because you've got thousands of collectors who are collecting stuff and I don't want it to look like everything on your shelf. So, you know, how many times do you have Stitch with all the guns or Jessica Rabbit posing a certain way? Whenever I sculpt a Jessica Rabbit for somebody, I change where the hair is because the hair moves. That way you know, because mm -hmm. you're going to pay me a little bit more money. But Disney considers it a 50, well, Disney doesn't, but copyright considers it a 50-50 split mm -hmm. because I'm a sculptor and I'm inter interpreting it and I'm sculpting it my way based on their two-dimensional character. Okay. Okay? So if I keep it, if I keep true to it, I don't do anything mean about it. Mm -hmm. And I keep true to it. They seem to be okay so far. Key here is so far as an artist, if you're going to take a chance like this, i.e. I tell a very good story of the uh, rose gold mouse ears that a girl used to sell on Etsy. And Disney, it appears that they are sort of monitoring these sites and watching these creators make these things. And then if they're successful, they take them back. Mm -hmm. So imagine you're a big company. Do you pay for your own IRD? Do you pay for all of that? Or do you let the fans do it? Mm -hmm. Then you're hitting all these stones. They love it. It's already made. It, it can be manufactured, blah, blah, blah. So now we take it back because it's ours. And we put our Disney tag on it and everybody migrates over to Disney. Why? Because they always want the original. Mm -hmm, no offense mm -hmm. to this young girl, but they always want the original. So many people get mad about that. But you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, mm. which is one of the reasons I like to do my own stuff. I prefer to do my own stuff because uh, then it's mine. But I do Disney for people who and Disney tends to buy my art and then duplicate what I've done because they know it sells. They don't duplicate what I, you know, exactly because I'm. I'm Terry and they can't, unless they hire Terry to Terry sculpt, you're not going to get that same. Yeah. But that yeah. pose. So for example, Jiminy Cricket as the hobo has not been released since 1998. Somebody told me. And the minute I released Jiminy Cricket as the hobo, Disney did. Okay. Who wins? The collector. The yeah. collector gets both. So yeah. I don't worry about it. One day Disney may say, I tell people one day Disney may contact me and say, Terry enough is enough already. Stop. And I'll stop and go on and do my own artwork, you know, mm -hmm. no harm, no foul. But I think I promote them very well. And I think I take care of the, the brand very well. 
And if they ever come with a cease and desist, I have a pitch ready. I have a, I, I, I have an idea for them where we can all win because I'm always about the collector. I just want the collector to have something nice to collect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, uh, I, had, I had recently, recently I, had I had Joe, Joe Pardo, Pardo on my show and I just got that echo back. Oh my God. Um, I had Joe Pardo on my show. Do you know Joe from, from New Jersey? Yeah. sounds very familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he does a Disney type podcast as well. And it's like, you know what I mean? When I told him, I was like, well, I know Terry Hart. And he goes, you know, Terry. And I'm like, yeah, she's actually <laughs> yes, my mastermind. Um, Joe's actually speaking at the, the, um, at the virtual blog and video con now. Oh so, my goodness. What's he going to speak on? Uh, we haven't determined that yet, but it's probably something to do with podcasting because he runs Indie PodCon out there in, in New Jersey and, and Philadelphia area. But anyway, he was telling me about all his loves for 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 Disney and stuff like that. And I always thought it was unique when I'm like, every time I connect with somebody on Disney, I'm like, do you know Terry Harden? <laughs> You're so sweet about it. And, and I am getting more and more known because of my Facebook lives and because also I have a, and this is somebody else's quote, not mine, a very generous heart. If I can help you out, I will. Mm -hmm. And I have a Patreon page that I've asked people to come and be a part of Terry's tribe simply. And at the time when I did it, uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to benefit me other than give me your money, which is rude. But yeah. what it does is it allows me to go into places where people can't afford my speaking fee. They want to have me come and speak as an Imagineer, but I need to not only uh, be able to, to fly and stay, but I need to eat. So uh, I need to make sure that I get a little compensation. Well, the sponsors of my Patreon page have really helped me to go into inner city schools or speak to smaller groups of kids or a lot of these clubs that are Disney clubs don't have a lot of capital. So they'll feed you and put you up at one of their fans homes or whatever, but they really can't pay you a fee for coming down. So the sponsors of my Patreon page help me to get to people who I really, really need to reach. It really only takes one person that needs to hear what you have to say. So mm -hmm. If I only, if I don't want to say no, I won't speak to six because you can't afford me. Yeah. I, because in that six, one person could be, be need to hear that message. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure if they need it, that they hear it. And so I don't really want to exclude anybody just because yeah. um, of that reasoning. Yeah. So uh, quite a few people have left comments over here on, on the Facebook wall for us to do it. For, so let's bring some of them up. So Joe Pardo, I guess he just said, hey, yeah. I like you. Uh, we were just talking about him. Uh, Tamara, which we both know. Hi, hey, Terry. Tamara. Yeah. She said hi to me too. So, well, that's good. Yeah. At least she <laughs> likes me and not just my guests. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, um, Lynn, who's become a new friend of mine recently connected me through somebody else and, and started following the show. So, and then my friend, Melanie from Pennsylvania. Yay, Melanie. All right. And then we brought up Mike's question. How do I buy one? All right. Yes, so I'll Adrian, send you to my Square store. I have yeah. a Square store that you can go and get it right away if you want. We one. will put eight like left. we will put that in the comments after the show so you can find them. We we got that reminder out. So this was uh, Adrian. Adrian was on my podcast this morning. All right, I love her bookcase. Uh, classic. Uh, plus Terry's dreads are awesome. Thank Fellow you. creative and my kind of people. <laughs> so, um. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it's really sweet of you to say. Uh, yeah. The dreadlocks are a godsend. When they finally came into my life in the year 2000, my yeah. life changed for the better because yeah. my hair was the most unruly. It, it had its a mind of its own. And so now to have it in dreadlocks is so nice. Yeah. yeah. So Adrian, Adrian was on earlier. So guys, go check out that, that, that podcast. When you're done listening here, go check out with Adrian because he was really a hoot to have on as well. All right. And he's a super creative young guy. And I love Yay! having him on. So thank you so much for your being on. And then uh, Mike says, thank you. He's going to find you on Facebook, which is awesome. cool. By the way, they can find you on Facebook. What's your your Facebook address? Facebook, I'm uh, I'm uh, Terry Harden. My, my private page is Terry Harden Jackson. But you can Google me. I mean, yeah. if you Google me, there's a million ways you can catch me. And I'm very happy for that. People say, because I have a Wikipedia page, that makes me more famous. I, okay. <laughs> but if you Google me, you can find all of that. But uh, I have, uh, I guess it's called uh, uh, facebook.com Terry Harden fan page. Yeah. So I have that. 
and uh, and then patreon.com slash Terry Harden for my Patreon page. And then my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. It's it's I'm getting it, you know. One of the best stories about YouTube is that I could not figure out how to upload a video for two years. That was before I knew you. And my husband, bless his heart, said to just create content. Just mm. Just, you know, just because you can't upload it, create content. And that's so that's what we're working on now is to upload it and figure out where it's got to go and how it's got to go. But he worries about it being time sensitive. I don't because people love to look at my life way before I got to this point as well as see my life now. Yeah. yeah. And I love sharing it. I, I don't I mean, there really isn't uh, a question that you can't ask me as long as it's not uh, inappropriate and inappropriate being of a, of a lewd or, or a nature. Like a lot of times, thank goodness Facebook has stopped it. I was getting marriage proposals and they were really kind of creepy. So (laughs) I'm married, very happily married. And I really didn't want that to happen. So yeah, Uh, yeah, there are, you know, yeah, I get them too, but we won't say what else is in the picture. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I told you I'll talk about you see um, yeah. there we go uh, so see we had Mike uh, Mike who's a, a friend of uh, that's why he connected us he's a friend of Bob Denell Bob Denell's uh, next comment said great job but not, Bob Denell's a great friend and a great fan of our show as well as yours I believe too so I know Aww. Bob knows you so here in Dallas my friend Kathy just saying hey um, Adrian so you have the same problem uh, being famous and everybody wants to propose to you or <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if your art is really amazing because yeah. it really shows what you do, then, mm-hmm. I mean, I love tiny, teeny artistic things. And I, um, I, yeah, I can't wait till I get my Oswald. So then I'll actually have it up and or have it. So it's viewable for a while for everybody. To yeah. I'm actually my display going case to, is over there for my stuff. So, yes. Well, I'm going to ship them out. I'm actually going to on Friday show all the shipping boxes ready to go out and, and the various stages of how you do it. Here is something I did for Guillermo del Toro. This, and you can see how small it is. Wow. The detail of it is really small. It goes on the back of his pirates piece I did for him. And uh, you can see that all the details really, there's a lot of detail in it. Scariest thing was spelling Guillermo's name. There's nothing mm-hmm. like speaking with Guillermo and him saying, Daddy, you spell my name wrong. That would be really embarrassing. Yeah. But uh I use what's called a toy wax and the toy wax can do just about anything you can get and look at how thin it is, you know? So it's, uh, and then it's sculpted in resin afterwards and attached to the piece and the toy wax is, uh, is pink. So here, and it's hard. So here is a ride vehicle I did years ago, actually for Disney. This was offered in the parks Mm -hmm. and, um, and you can see it's pink and it's hard. So, and if I should drop it and it shatters, I could put it back together and it does, uh, it doesn't get, it doesn't show its damage area. So that's what I like about wax wow. is that the damage is, like if you're using a super sculpey or a polymer clay, once it shatters, you can't really put it back and make it look the same as it did, which is one of the reasons I like working oh. in wax. Cool. So this is what I'll tell people, you know, an artist will say, how do I take my art to the next level or how do I work that small? And I'll say, well, there's a, there's wax that you need to use and it's amazing. It's going to have a very big learning curve. You're going to hate it for a while. Mm -hmm. I did, but uh, now that I have it, I won't sculpt in anything else. I really love it. Well, and I do a clay. I like Chavant clay and uh, I work in that too. That's how stitch was made. And uh, Remy was made as I worked in clay. But we talk about that too. So, uh, so I'll talk about that. And you want to know, I was a Jim Henson puppeteer. Okay. How's that? What's that like? What do you want to do? What does it mean? How did you meet Jim? All that kind of stuff. And you go, I'll tell you. (laughs) So, and, and yeah, well, yeah, we could go hours with all the stuff that you have done, but, um, Recently, though, you've been asked to be on a lot of different TV shows to do some of your craft work or yeah. to judge some of craft yeah. work. So why don't you share some of that with us before we end? Well, three years ago, I guess it was for you. In 2009, somebody came across the Internet. This is when I had no idea really much about the Internet. But someone had come across the Internet from the Food Network and seen my pumpkins. I am a... Um, Uh, I do more than just carve a pumpkin. I sculpt them. And she saw it and she asked me if I wanted to to be a contestant 
Food Network contacted me and said, wow, your work is amazing. Can we, do you want to be a contestant on this new show that we're doing? And it was called Outrageous Pumpkins 2. Now, Outrageous Pumpkins 1 had a very, really good pumpkin sculptor on there named Ray Villafane. He's very, very talented. Google him. He's he's really brilliant because all he does is pumpkins. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of things, but mostly pumpkins. Yeah. And uh, I had seen the first show and I didn't like it because I felt Ray was too, uh, he was a, a professional sculptor and the other guys were like a fireman and a person who does cakes. It was like, you know, he wins the $10,000 and I was like, but he didn't really have a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. So remember what I said, no catalytic converter. So the Food Network contact, contacts me and I said, well, listen, at least you're contacting somebody who might give Ray a run for his money instead of housewives, small dogs, and children. <laughs> and they really were like, wow, um, any interest in being a judge? And I said, I would love to be a judge. So mm -hmm. they had me do a two-minute uh, impromptu video. I shot that back to them, and they hired me as a judge for Outrageous Pumpkin 2, where I was judging Ray. Mm -hmm. He was actually defending his title. It's the first time we met. And I was one of the judges who told him that I thought his work was beautiful, but compared to what I'd seen before, felt a little lazy to me. And he, <laughs> who says this to people? Mm -hmm. But uh, so then the next year, Ray was brought in as a judge and they brought me in as a judge and another pumpkin extraordinaire sculptor as a judge. And I guess the banter between us be, was so much fun that they brought us back again. Um, and they, and hopefully it'll just keep going and going and going because I'm not, I live in Hollywood, California. So I don't get starstruck very easily. You could be president Obama and I would tell you to stop smoking. So I'm one of these people that just, it, 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 you are a colleague and, if I think your work is great, I'm really going to go and tell you that I that I love it. But I'm not very shy about approaching people out here. And uh, I've worked with a lot of, you know, Michael Jackson and I worked together on Captain EO for a year. Mm -hmm. And then I was friends with him up until the day he died. And I was really, I just, you know, speak my mind. And I think hopefully they find it refreshing or they're just being nice. And then they leave yeah. and go, uh, lose her phone number. Uh <laughs> But I think that's part of it. I think, you know, people get up. I know I, with Ray, people just love him. I call him the pumpkin king. And mm -hmm. uh, they get all scared and nervous. And uh, But if he pulls stuff, I'm the first one to call him on it. So yeah. <laughs> vice <Cool>. versa. <laughs> so, Terry, we've covered a lot of, lot of different areas on today's show. But, um, you know, I mean, there are some people who do want to get a hold of you. All right. And what is the number one place they can go find you, website that they can get to you? My website is uh, you can write to Terry at TerryHarden.com. Mm -hmm. And again, the site isn't up at its best, but by the end of the year, it should be. And you can also go to Patreon.com slash Terry Harden. That is the most active place I'm in right now where you can actually connect with me strongly. And then Facebook, I do a Facebook Live every public Facebook Live every Monday and Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, barring any things like my dog all of a sudden needs surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but I'll be there. I try to be there. And it, they tend to go longer. Mm -hmm. Tim has taught me, everyone, that when you're doing a Facebook Live, you should be only about 10 minutes long. But my audience really wants me to go until I pass out. So uh, <laughs> so right now with everyone at home, they've been about an hour. And mm. um, because they don't have to go to work, they sit and they just listen to me prattle on, which is hilarious to me. But I've told them if they if they want a story, they'll pop in and they'll say, can I hear how you and your husband met? Or can you tell me the first time you met Jim Henson, which is a very interesting story, or Michael Jackson, or who is your favorite and who is your favorite actor or actress? And what did you do when you met them? Who would you like to meet? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
you know, things like that. Oh, and, 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 and you know, and, and, or, or Tim is, is all these people you met. Can you, can you get them on my podcast? She, yeah, exactly. There are some, she has a list of people that she knows that I want on my podcast. Yeah. I mean, for Ghostbusters, I should really contact Ernie Hudson. I kept hoping he would get cast oh, in yeah. his new Ghostbusters because uh, his experience with Ghostbusters, the one that I did was different from my experience. It was my second movie. My first movie was Dune. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I got to know um, David Lynch really well, uh, crazy man. But, uh, uh, you know, and so the, doing Ghostbusters as your second film was just so magical mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, for me, it was a magical experience. I really enjoyed it. And I was probably the brunt of a lot of jokes Bill Murray found. I was very gullible. So he found it fun to punk me as often as possible. But uh, it was, you know, how many people can say they were punked by <laughs> by Bill Murray? Okay. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was just, it was a lovely experience. But Ernie was saying it was a lovely experience. It's just that, as the fourth Ghostbuster, he wasn't on any of the posters, and he wasn't mm-hmm. on, he wasn't featured a lot, which surprised me because in my head he was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when we talked, he said, "No, no, no, I, I, I wasn't." You're kind of like, really? What? So, I mean, how could you not picture someone going, that's a pretty big Twinkie? Exactly. I think he had one of the best lines. <laughs> big Twinkie. That's one of the best lines in the whole movie. So how could you not have him on everything? But he pointed out to me very, you know, very nicely, no. So I I, I love seeing him come back and get back on the screen in commercials or everything because it's like a buddy. He used to have barbecues and we used to go over to his his home with his family and have barbecues in between Ghostbusters. We shot Ghostbusters uh, around Christmas time. Mm. So uh, it was a really joyful, uh, big cyclorama that had New York City projected on it. And then a huge 40 foot Gozer Gazerian set. And uh, a lot of the things I talk about when I'm asked about Ghostbusters on a podcast is I say, I can tell you all of the technical stuff. We shot it here. We did it here. Blah, blah, blah. But what I'd rather share with you is some of the heartfelt, fun experiences I had while doing it. So Sigourney Weaver, who's six foot two and stocking feet, she appeared to be to me, whose mother sent her a beautiful red and black checkered coat that went to the floor. And she was wearing it on the set, handling a box of cookies that she offered us all her mother had sent her. Mm-hmm. for the cast and crew. It's just, those are the kind of visuals that, that I have for most of the movies that I've, that I've done. I did a movie called the country bears for Disney and I met Mo green. Mm. I went nuts because Godfather is one of my favorite. And I came around the corner and said, Mo green. Well, Mo had been reti- this actor who plays Mo green has been retired for a little while. So he couldn't believe there was this crazy girl that called this name out. He just spun around and he just started laughing. And I said, oh my goodness, you're Mo Green. And he was just like, he was so delighted. And with a lot of these actors, you just don't know. You can't assume that all of them are going to be thrilled at your excitement. But if you're sharing your heart and with me, it was just such a great opportunity to work with Christopher Walken, who was a heartthrob of mine Mm -hmm. for a while. Uh, and tell him that he was, <laughs> you know, I just would say, Hey man, yeah. you were, yeah. You were good. Yeah. 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 Well, Terry, it's been a joy having you on the podcast today and I'm sure we can go on for hours. We could. <laughs> You're welcome to have me back. Many podcasts do. Don't feel yep. bad if you want. She can always come back. Says, okay. We want the following stories in the following ways. Get her back and we'll start do that. Then I'm more than happy to do that. So if you want Terry to come back and do another episode with us, just put it in the comments below. And be specific about what you want to hear about. There's, you know, Google me and then go, she didn't talk about this. She didn't talk about that. Yeah. You know, tell me a story. Tell me a story. Yeah. So <laughs> Terry. I've got to wrap up the podcast today, and you know I'm going to wrap up with my game. Here it goes. I've made a list, Terry. And I know some of these, but I'm going to ask them anyway. You never let my listeners. New day, and I have my tea in my hand. I'm going to let my listeners know what I know. So I'm going to start (laughs) off with this one, and I'm going to actually reverse the way I ask it just because I know the answer. 
Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch her broadcast to see how much she does on Star Wars stuff. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I always have an opinion. But, of course, Star Wars, George Lucas, Star Wars, Disney. You know the answer. <laughs> That's – wait a minute. That's what – because, I, you know, for Star Trek, when people say they like Star Trek, I immediately go, okay, which do you like, Kirk or Picard? Well, well, Star Wars, I was trying to find an alternate question, and that may be the alternate question I add for my this or that is I am absolutely George Lucas or Disney. George Lucas or Disney. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. I am such yeah. an advocate for the original three films. I yeah. get annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so let me move on to my next one. You work with Disney, so Mickey or Goofy? Ooh, have to be Goofy. Goofy's just, I mean, come on. He's just your character. I am not a Mickey Mouse fan. Uh. When I have to sculpt Mickey Mouse, I lean into the people who love him. I really lean on you. If you want me to do a Mickey Mouse, I lean on your love for him in order to sculpt him because I'm not a fan. So, uh, and it's funny because many, many years ago, I had a friend on Facebook uh, who said, um, you know, I was going to, to, to Florida to visit my brother who doesn't live there anymore. And we went to Disney, and my friend said, "If you go to Disney, you've got to, uh, you you've got to get a picture with you and Goofy and put it on your Facebook wall." So I put it as my Facebook wall a picture of me and Goofy, and she went, "Yes, I win again." She's like, she's, she's got this whole thing with her friends of how many people she can get to post a picture with them and Goofy a year. Isn't that cute? Yeah, I am a Tigger nut, so oh. I must have a picture with Tigger whenever Tigger, I see yeah. him. I- He's been my name just since I was about two years old. So yeah. I'm really a big now, fan. My, my cousin who lives down there in Orlando, she's a Tinkerbell. Yes. And I'm, and I'm surprised she hasn't been on listening to the broadcast today because she always catches a lot of my live streams, but she's huge, huge Tinkerbell. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've done a Tinkerbell for Disney's Disney's uh, 45th anniversary. I did a Tinkerbell tiptoeing across the map and, uh, 2,500 of them, and they sold like like crazy. Just people mm. went crazy for them. But uh, I had access to other uh, Imagineers like Mark Davis, who designed her. And uh, she's she is one of the best that's out there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tinkerbell's big. Very big. Well, the, I mean, yeah. And it's I, that's the last time I went. Well, we, were, we went to downtown Disney. Her and I did for a day because I was down there for a day. Just had nothing to do. And her and I spent the day at downtown Disney. And we had not done anything together in probably 40 years. Oh, that must have been so It was fun. such a great day for this. Oh, yeah. So fun to take somebody who hasn't been in a while. Yeah. So my next one here is um, holidays. Do you like Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. <laughs> I like Christmas too when it comes in this sentence. Yeah. Nightmare before. <laughs> I just know your creative side, and you become creatively like you know uh, me. My, I I deck my house out for Christmas. You deck everything out in pumpkins for Halloween. Absolutely, so, yeah. and yeah. we project a movie on the front window, and I sculpt live every Halloween. It's the one day I I used to go and demonstrate in restaurants and things. Nowadays, in front of my house, I usually have a table set up, and I'm demonstrating the the sculpting, and people will stop and look and and move, or they'll stop and watch the movie. It's actually made my neighbors come out of their houses because they want to watch the movie. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I love Halloween. So let's go to this one. Beach or mountains? Beach. Mm. Yeah. She lives in California, people. Come on. <laughs> Got to be near the ocean. Taco or hamburger? Oh, my goodness. If you had asked me this one week ago, it would be hamburger because I have not had a taco in years. Yet I went to a Laker game and I won free tacos. And so last week I got one. Man, they were good. They were really, really good. It wasn't free like tacos at Taco Bell or something like that, was it? Yeah, it was free tacos at Jack in the Box. They gave yeah. everyone in the audience two free a coupon for two free tacos. Ah. And I said, hey, this is a good time to get the tacos. And they were actually pretty tasty. I mean, you don't expect a place like Jack in the Box to have good tacos, but they were good. Yeah. yeah. They were really good. Oh. So I think taco, taco, taco. Yeah. It's funny how we change, yeah. I know this one, I think, but wine or beer? Wine. Mm. I can't drink beer. Uh, cider now. 
I love so, yeah, cider. What was, that? what was that? Yeah, the place you and I went to we uh, had in the valley had had uh, cider. We were drinking cider that night. I'm that's a right. cider freak. I love yeah. all kinds of of ciders, and so and that's my husband. He said, if you can't drink beer, let's look at let's look at ciders for you besides wine. Number yeah. one alcohol that I love is champagne. And when I was in Paris, I brought 20 bottles back and you're allowed two. <laughs> so yeah. I had to go through customs and explain that I wasn't trying to open a, a champagne business that I wasn't even going to share with my family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to take my moonshine to California with me. But anyway, and she's getting uh, champagne into the country. So, I, lo I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Love the bubbles. So, um, Cat or dog? Dog. Dog. Okay. Dog. Do you have, you have a dog? dog right? yeah, you yes, I have my little dog. She just went through surgery, uh -huh. and uh, I'm finding the joy of owning a small dog. I didn't think I'd ever enjoy having a small dog, and she is just, she's heaven. But I think one of my favorite dogs is a bulldog. We, our favorite dog on the planet, uh, passed away a couple of years ago, and she, she was just a bulldog. Is just a goofball. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like owning. It's it's like owning your own cartoon character. Having yeah. that is, I just love them. They're amazing. My 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 stepson's got this little corgi, and like you know what I mean. I, when he, I'm not that much of a dog, but that corgi is my little grand puppy. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, my husband wanted a corgi too. They're so yeah. cute and sweet yeah. and lovable. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yes, indeed, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my last two questions here, this next one, first of all, could actually start wars if you have it right now in this current crisis, and that is toilet paper under or over. Ah! I just saw, I just saw somebody ask this. What I love is when people explain why, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's over. Yeah. And the reason why under, it just goes. <laughs> it won't stop undoing. So... So over makes it stop rolling. Yeah. You know. So I've had like, you know, people who are like the most calmest people in the world. I asked that question and the gloves come off. They like tear into it. But then I've had the favorite one was last week. I had this lady, Cammie, on the podcast and she said she's single. And she says, well, when I start dating a guy, if I go to his house and I have to switch the toilet paper to over three times, that's it. I break up with him. It's over. This relationship will not work. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, my goodness. Now, my husband loves 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and I designed for him a uh, – we have a, a – our master bathroom is called the Nautilus after mm -hmm. Nautilus. Yeah. And uh, I designed an extending toilet paper, so it actually extends out in front of you so that you can use that, and then it retracts back with a scissor. So I designed that, and I remember people just people just want to go in and see this – thing that I made. But uh, <laughs> so over and extending is so kind the of tour. Different. The tour of the house runs the through the bathroom. The <laughs> yeah. They go directly. Can we see your Nautilus, please? And uh, <laughs> I let him do it. He he really, really wanted it to to celebrate uh 20,000 leagues under the sea. And so it's not real there's some ways he would really like to shift it over. But right now it just has things like the the uh, towel hook, I found an uh, antique towel hook that looks like the tentacles of an octopus. Ah. So, you know, stuff like that. So, and of course, my last question that I always like to ask is boxers or briefs? Boxers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can get them in so many fun colors yeah. and yeah. styles. And and my husband is really one of those people, He's he downplays, uh, he downplays everything. So he really... He really likes those. And I know he's going to be like, you did what? You told what? <laughs> Again, that's what my podcast is. It's got I love some it. I love it's it. got some fun to it. Just saying. It's been so much fun. It's like happy hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do those too every night. I've been doing happy hours. And that's like, I'm connecting people from all over the world. Everybody's like, you're just hanging out and drinking. Well, apparently not because everybody's in there. So what do you do? And and where do you live? And, and and it's a networking party with everybody having drinks in their hand. I would love to do it. I've I've had a couple of really heavy deadlines. And so I haven't been able, like last last week, 
it was something we had to do with my dog. I had just spoken with you and then I was going to get on to our, our call and couldn't do it because we had to deal with, with this, uh, event with my little dog. And now mm -hmm. she seems to be, uh, she's her first week back from surgery. And, uh, and so she, everything should be, I say can be cool, but I, I still, you know, when you work at home already, a lot of the time your deadlines still are there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so there's a ton of fun things I want to do just to be silly, but, uh, but I have to do the, I have to do the work first. Yeah. We have to do the work. So, yeah. Well, Terry, I appreciate you being on the show today. All right. As Love always you. again, your website, terryharden.com. Yep. So. Write to me there. And, uh, and I will answer you as soon as I figure out how to work my site, but, <laughs> but otherwise Google me and find me on Facebook or Instagram, Instagram. It's legendary. It's Terry Harden legend and, uh, and stuff like that. Googling is the best way to do it because I, I don't know them yet, but I will get better at it, you know, as we go. So, uh, so yeah, but you can find me. And if not talk to you, of course, cause yeah, you, yeah. so, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Terry. All right. And, uh, guys, uh, all right. Uh, as we close it out, thank you so much for tuning into our show. I'll have another guest on real soon. Uh, I think I got David Fagan coming up real soon. You guys would be love to meet him. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette show and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye now. <laughs>